Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Talk Purpose and Truth. It's Kim and Eden. Hello, Eden. Hi, Kim. What's going on? So everything is good, and we are back with Brett Kenyon about Vanderpump Rules and about understanding your own psychic or intuitive abilities and being an empath. And just wanted to do a quick reminder that if you're interested in becoming a life coach, go to kimlifecoach.com forward slash certification for more info. And I want to go right into it and welcome back Brett. Brett. Thanks for being here, Brett. Thanks for having me. So... Repeat your question that we asked him back in part one. Oh, yeah. So there was a scene in the trailer, uh, the mid-season trailer, and it showed that you were fighting with Schwartz. I think it showed that you had your arm around Raquel. I know that's going to come up in a a future episode. Um, But since we have you here, can you tell us what happened? Why you guys were fighting? I can't tell you what happened. I'm so sorry. You have to watch the show. Um, But it does have to do with me defending Raquel. And uh, it has to do with Katie not being very nice to me. So, Oh, well, you know, that's par for the course. But I'm I'm trying not to say anything bad about anyone. (laughs) Now now knowing how Raquel betrayed Ariana uh and all that was going on at the time, which none of us knew about, I wouldn't have, now I'm going to look like an idiot on TV if they air that, but we'll see. We'll see what, how they edit it. Cause you never know. Well, I noticed that Ariana defended Raquel in, in a couple episodes ago. So I was like, oh my gosh, she must've been just kicking herself. Like yeah. her. <laughs> Ariana was such a good friend to Raquel and literally like always had her back a hundred percent. So I think that's why, everyone feels so betrayed i mean obviously especially ariana not just betrayal from her boyfriend but from her literal one of her best friends that she had her back for years like mm-hmm. i think that's so upsetting yeah and like well, can- and like we had her on our show and she was so down to earth and remember she even fell backwards in her chair and she just laughed and got back up and was like oh yeah that's just me like she was no ego and i think that's why she's getting a lot of positive attention from all this is because it's easy to like her. Yes. She's so likable and she's so sweet and she's so just like, she loves everyone, you know, she's so welcoming. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure deep down she's hurting a lot, but she really is getting so much support. I just saw today that um, she's now going to be a sponsor for a, uh, a company that sells vibrators um, <laughs> I think, aside from the movie role that she got on Lifetime, um, so in that way, she's really gonna be okay because I think this is gonna make uh, open up a lot of doors for her. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you talk about how 
you are now with some of these people? Like when you were upset with Katie back then, are you cool with her now? Can you talk about that? Katie and I don't talk. Okay. <laughs> You'll see. If, if they air what she said to me, like, I don't, I don't talk to her. But did you before? Um, we talked at parties and stuff like that, but okay. she, she likes to act like she doesn't know who people are after she's met them many times. So it's fine. She is, she's on her vibration and I'm on my vibration and right. we're not meant to be friends. So, right. Right. So overall, Brett, what did you feel like when you started becoming friends with them? Did it, did you like the idea that, oh, they're all on a show and this is exciting and we get some media attention or were you kind of like whatever, or you didn't like it? Like, how do you overall feel about that? Um, honestly, <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> like they just, uh, they just became my friends. I, I got the job just because I wanted money, to be honest. I'd never watched the Underpump Rules. I had seen... I think the first season I'd watched with my roommate in 2013 um, when I just I had just graduated college, moved in with this girl. And I think that's when it first aired and we were bartending together. And she's like, oh, there's a new show about bartenders. We should watch it. Um, so I think I had watched a couple episodes with her. But yeah, I mean, like, of course, it's fun. We have to do fun things. And but I think from the get go, from the first day at Tom Tom, there's cameras around and like you kind of know what you're signing up for. So it's not like, I don't know. You're around, you're around a lot of egos though. So I think uh, it's helped me, it's helped like guide me in my spiritual world of like how not to act, how, you know what I mean? There's certain levels of personalities in that group that it's helped me to grow as a person. So I think that's cool to see, like see how different people handle different situations in the spotlight. And it's been a good learning experience being friends with these people. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what he just asked me because I, I did a lot of stuff in Hollywood and media in the past. And somebody just asked me a question about that on someone else's podcast and said that when I was younger, being around a lot of egos taught me what I didn't want. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, what is why are they acting like that? I don't understand. And it, and it just showed me what I didn't want. And I, I saw an example of it. It was interesting because I saw the girl. I can't think of her name, but the girl who's playing Ariel in the new Disney movie. And she was so down to earth and gracious and just so grateful for her role, like in the interview. And then I saw the girl on, I went to see Jimmy Kimmel live the other day. And um, what is her name? Um, the one that was in West Side Story and she's going to be in the live Snow White. I can't think of her name right now, but Rachel, uh. Rachel Zegler. And she's only like 22 or something like that. And I'm sure she's fine. But in the interview, two different times in this little short interview, she was like, oh, yeah, I just can't. It's so annoying when I'm in line for Snow White. There's just like all these fans wanting photos and I can't even like enjoy it. And I hope next time I go on the ride, that doesn't happen. And then she talked about another time where fans were like mobbing her and she couldn't handle it. And, you know, gosh, it'll it'll become this ripple effect if I say yes to everybody. And it just sounded so ego to me. And I go, wow, like it. It's so apparent when somebody isn't down to earth and just in tune with themselves. And so I think sometimes it's a learning, you know, all of this is such a learning experience for you too, because of the work you're meant to do. I'm just I'm just stating the work you're meant yeah. to do, even though you haven't decided. 
no, I think you're right. Like for sure, like um, all the different personalities and stuff. It's taught me a lot. Um, and it's funny because Sheena and I, like when we, I remember when we first hung out one on one. The the first thing we did was talk about mediums, and um, I watched her episode that she did with Tyler Henry, and we really bonded over that. And like, um, I've always had so many like great spiritual nights with Sheena and Jamie. And we we're so in tune with that stuff. Um, and we always talk about signs and synchronicities. So um, with Sheena, we've always been on the same wavelength. And that's I think that's why we became friends. Um, the quickest out of that group. But um, yeah, I think I think I will eventually go down some some kind of intuitive path. Um, but I think I'll mesh it with entertainment which is my passion, obviously, and writing and, and acting and all that stuff. Um, but I did have a reading in 2020 that uh, I'm pretty sure Sheena and Jamie had gifted it to me for my birthday. And the first thing she says, I have it recorded. She goes, I see you have a lot of spirituality and you're definitely going to um, do, I don't know, she said like Reiki healing or some kind of intuitive work um, for a career. And at, that was about like two months before I went through my spiritual waking. So I was like, um, no, that's not right. I was like, although I have been like getting into like the secret and manifesting and stuff like that. So that that's kind of funny that she said that. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I was, how old are you? Uh, 31. Yeah. I started really opening up and doing readings when I was 30. Like and before that, I was you know, kind of learning about everything, but I was still a little bit afraid of it. And then I started to do readings at around 30. How old were you, Eden? Yeah, I think it, well, it, doing it for other people, it was, it's been 13 years. So how old was I? <laughs> Someone do the math for me. In your 30s. Yeah. In my 30s. So yeah, but I was experimenting with it earlier because I knew that I could do it. But yeah, that's what you're leading up to. I know it. Yeah. I, I met you in person and I was already sensing. So. Really? Yeah, yeah, I think I just need to stop being scared about it. And uh, I think I'm mostly scared about what people think. But yeah. that's another thing that I learned from Vanderpump people is that you don't care what people think. Yeah. The stuff that they do on that show, they really can't care what people think. Everyone has an opinion. People have haters and like so I guess that's another thing that I can take from being around that whole group is to not really care what people think everyone has an opinion so yeah um, yeah have you had haters or people talking now that this has all been happening um there's a couple like when it first broke out there's a couple like mean messages that I got just from people knowing that I was friends with Raquel or they would like go through my old photos and find photos or videos of us and like comment mean things but that that only lasted like two days um people have been pretty supportive i think like i've gotten a lot of messages like hey please tell ariana this um give her our love and um yeah besides the one time at tom tom when i was serving a table and someone said something kind of rude that was about it hmm, that's good would you would you be on the show if they asked you <laughs> They're, they wouldn't ask me, but um, I don't think so. It's too low vibe for me. Yeah. <laughs> but I like being, I like, I like filming and doing stuff with them, but it would have to really be under the right circumstances. Like, yeah, I understand. I, I got asked to be on Housewives of OC years ago and I, same reason I didn't do it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So what about um? I have I have want to go back. I want to know. This is probably going to be a really stupid question, but I've never <laughs> asked you before. Do you know Lisa Vanderpump? Did you ever interact with her? Yeah, of course. I mean, I always ask when people are like, have you met Lisa? I'm like, have you ever met your boss? So she's I, like, well, but she's not. Well, I guess she is your boss. I filmed. I got to film at her house last summer. So um, she loves Belle Gloss Pinot Noir. It's her favorite. I brought her bottle and we hung out at her house for the afternoon for a little party. But it's not like I'm like friends with Lisa. She's just yeah. here. If I see her at the restaurant, I say hi and I have to serve her work. Yeah, I saw her once at Pump, and she wasn't nice to me. <laughs> really? I I met her husband, and he came up to me at Sir and uh-huh. said, daughter. Oh. Ken. He goes, excuse me. He goes, you remind me of my daughter. What's her name? Pandora. Pandora. I was like, well, that's nice. I think Lisa got a lot friendlier with guests and even staff, I noticed, just from working for there for so long after the pandemic, because I think the pandemic really put things into perspective for them. Like, oh, yeah. we could lose all this. You know, like they, they lost Villa Blanca, obviously, during the pandemic. Yeah, I think, you know, so many people changed so much in, in, in so many ways, not just like physically, but also like I think mentally just changed so many people. Um and I think it opened a lot of people's eyes. There's a lot of people who went through awakenings, mm-hmm. um, which leads me to my next uh, topic. You, we want to go back to your dreams because there was one in particular that you shared with me a story that was really interesting. And it was about the one where you uh, had a dream where, and then the next day you went to the place you had a dream about and like every little thing that happened, happened in your dream. Yeah, it was a Taylor Swift rave um, that I went with, with my friend, who's actually a Reiki healer in Long Beach, and um, and on the car ride there, I she has her own um, weed edibles like that, her own company, and so she gave me one, and weed tends to like open up my abilities or whatever, and so um, I had to remember that I had my dream again. It was kind of like a very faint thing, but. Um, I just kind of like knew what she was about to say. When we got there, I was like, oh, there's going to be a really long line. And I was like, the bouncer gets mad at us for something. And so we got up there and then we realized we didn't have our IDs out. And the bouncer yelled at us and was like, why don't you have your IDs out, blah, blah, blah. And like all this stuff just kept happening through the night where I was like, hey, this is about to happen. And I would say it and it would happen. And she was like, oh man, like you're onto something here. And one of the things that I had said was um I think I think like we're gonna meet Jade Jolie who's this famous drag queen who's a Taylor Swift impersonator. She was in one of Taylor Swift's music videos. And um so that was a couple weeks ago. And oddly enough, on Friday in Las Vegas, we get into the line to grab a beer before the show and right in front of us is Jade, that drag queen. And we were like, oh my God, hey, like start talking and um we became friends and they added me on Instagram. So I was like, I was definitely on, I was definitely channeling something that night. <laughs> so interesting. 
And what happened? What happened at the bar that night when you? I just love this story. You got to tell us when you said that you went in and it was like a club or something you went to, and um, she didn't know where the bathroom was, and you told her because it was in your dream. And then the thing about people taking your water. Oh yeah, yeah. Like um, I just like I didn't. I'd never been there before, but I just knew exactly where the bathroom was, even without the signage and no one there. Like I was like, oh, it's this way and this way and this way. And she was like, how do you know? I'm like, I just remember it from my dream. <laughs> and then uh, I'd gotten a water bottle and put it down for a second, and someone had taken it. And so I went back up to the the bartender and I said to my friend Maggie first, I was like, I'm pretty sure she gives me a free bottle of water, but but I also remember her trying to charge me. So I'm not sure what happens. And so I go up and I tell her, Hey, like I just got a bottle of water, but someone took it. And so she goes and grabs another one. And she's like, that'll be $28. And I was like, what $28? Like, so like, yeah, for the, for the inconvenience fee or whatever. And she was obviously joking, made a joke and she laughed. And like, in that moment when she laughed, it was like, I remember just being like, Oh my God, I've literally lived this in my dream. Like I remember exactly like as it's happened right before it happens, like, I don't know. It's so weird to describe. It's just pretty much like living deja vu is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried saying before you go to bed, can I receive answers to things in my dreams? Like asking for what you want? I haven't, but maybe I should try that. Yeah. Sometimes doing that or like if you're stressed out or anxious about something, asking for everything to calm down and process while you sleep. Sometimes you wake up with new solutions. And a lot of times it is what Eden said earlier is just asking and saying, what is my gut telling me about this? Or can I have answers to this? And a lot of times we just forget to ask, you know, Mm -hmm. and with with the you you know you say about doing the you know the the edibles or mushrooms but do you think that it could be that it's just reducing our inhibitions and and if you did it sober you might even get clearer as soon as you just let go of any of the residual fear that you have yeah i mean i've done like um i've done reading sober and i've predicted a lot of things like i have friends that can vouch for me and i've done it completely sober so i know i can do it but i know like if I am high, it just flows and I don't even have to think about it. I don't even have to meditate. Like if I'm sober, I have to meditate and then I get answers. But like if I'm high, it's like boop, 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 boop. <laughs> in Vegas this weekend, I was just going up to everyone and, and knowing everything. And people were like, what the F? And I had never done that before. Well, that's kind of fun. <laughs> it was fun. I like went up to this one lady. I was like, you have five kids, don't you? And she goes, no, I have four kids. And I was like, no, I was like, I'm being told you have five. And I was like, and it's, it's like one of them's a girl. And she just started crying. She was like, my first one was a miscarriage. Um, and I thought it was going to be a girl. And so I was like, you know, you're supposed to, I think you're supposed to acknowledge her. She's, the soul is like watching over your kids. And um, in that moment, I, I felt like I got a message actually about Sheena. Because mm. when Sheena's for, for her first pregnancy, I was the first person to find out. I was literally, had just gotten the Palm Springs. Sheena was like, yo, I did not get my period. Can you go to CVS and get me <laughs> um, some pregnancy sticks so I don't get seen by anyone? Um, and, you know, she was pregnant. And then shortly after she had her miscarriage. And I just remember being like, oh, well, like, I, maybe I was supposed to go through that with her so I could, because that, that really affected me, that miscarriage. And um, because I was literally there, with her from day one when she found out um Mm. 
and she's been so vocal about miscarriages and um you know i i feel like because she has the platform like she she raises awareness about it but i feel like people need to know i don't know what, what you guys believe but i think after getting what whatever message i received this weekend is that like these sometimes these souls are just there to then become like little spirit guides or protectors. Yeah. You yeah. got it. You're right about that. And you'll see actually on since we're talking about Vanderpump Rules, you'll see this season when Sheena walks down the aisle because Summer, her daughter, is her rainbow baby. A huge rainbow just goes over the sky as Sheena walks down the aisle to somewhere over the rainbow. It was not raining that day. It was like it gave me chills, and I was like, that was a sign from the universe, and it was so beautiful. So that, I knew about the rainbow coming out, but I didn't know that song was playing at the same time. You walked down the aisle to somewhere over the rainbow. Oh, my god! So I feel like the message that I, I received in Vegas, I, it, it connects directly to Sheena, and I actually still have to call her and tell her. I haven't, I haven't talked to her about it yet. But, um, yeah, I was getting a lot of, a lot of weird messages like that, and, um, I mean, I could go more into it if you want. But yeah. Well, uh, wait, first, I just want to say, as far as Sheena goes with the rainbows, I, I know personally as well that she, her decor for Summer's room for her nursery was all rainbow stuff too. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if everybody knows this, but what a rainbow baby is, but Kim, do you know what that is? I don't know offhand. So I think it's that when you have a miscarriage, the next baby you have is your rainbow baby. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So she refers to Summer as her rainbow baby. So rainbows, though, it's very, very significant for Sheena. And that's incredible that the big rainbow came out right behind um, where they stood up to get married while that song was playing. Oh, my gosh. That means yeah. so much. Okay. Just had to say that. Yeah. Uh, that they are meant to be. Yeah, totally. That was like, it was a great sign for the universe. Yeah. Um. There's a bunch of other stories this weekend that I'm sure I'll share with you eventually. But one of them that was significant was um, like Backstreet Boys started playing. And I was like, just heard like a voice to be like, text my friend Christy, who she loves the Backstreet Boys. And um, I was like, I feel like I have a message from you from your mom. And she wants to say that she was there for the birth of your son and she's there every day. And she's showing me like sitting in your living room watching the kids. And um, her mom had passed away two years ago. But what I didn't know is that Tuesday, tomorrow, is her mom's two-year anniversary um, of passing. Mm. And um, while I was giving the message, the song changed from Backstreet Boys to Spice Girls. And she said it was a song that her and her mom used to like sing together um, when she was younger. And so uh, she said to me also that that day there was this moth that she's from Hawaii. Um, and that there's a moth that just sat at their dinner table all night. And I guess in Hawaii, they believe that moths are like your ancestors or something she was telling me. So, yeah, the whole, the whole timing was weird and just stuff like that. I'm getting more in tune with, but I don't know if I can do it sober yet. <laughs> so I think a lot of people are who are coming into their own abilities probably have very similar experiences. I know I did, Kim, I think you did. Mm -hmm. um, so this is just all of this, it is all happening like more and more for you. And it just tells me that you're so close. <laughs> but if you want to embrace it, that's all you have to do is just choose it and it's going to explode. 
and you and will it, you will be able to do it sober. Well, and it's important to note that, you know, we've talked about this before, but everybody has, I mean, I've been doing it for almost 20 years and I still have days where I'm doubting. I'm like, oh, I must be off today. And then the person later is like, oh yeah, I totally resonated. And, you know, and so then you're like, oh, it's my own ego coming through mm-hmm. trying to me that I'm wrong. And so we have to remind ourselves when, when it comes, most of the time you find out that you're right, then you shouldn't be doubting yourself so much, but sometimes the ego will continue to try to bring you down and go, no, that's wrong. You're crazy. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You're going crazy. That's how I'm feeling today. That's exactly how I'm feeling today. I called my mom. I was like, I think this whole weekend I just was crazy. And she's like, no, there's too much that made sense for it to just be that you're crazy. Yeah, he called me like several times over the weekend or texted me like, I think I'm going crazy. <laughs> yeah, when when I, the the shooting thing, like when I was channeling that, I called you freaking out. That was that was dark. I had never experienced anything like that. But yeah, and then I did tell you, but I'll say it again um, on here is that I know I did this because um, my grandmother was uh, a a medium who worked with the FBI to help find missing children. And her stuff was very dark. And I think it actually made her that way as well. Um, And I had one experience probably, I don't know, six years ago or something where um, a dream, another dream where they came to me um, because there was like a serial killer that they were trying to find currently or during that time and some of the people that he killed came to me in the dream and then they showed me where he was hiding and he was there he had they ended up finding him there but it scared me because it was too dark Mm -hmm. I didn't like that and um ever since then I put it out there I kind of set the boundary that I will no longer do this kind of stuff like I don't want I only want messages that will be healing for people healing and loving um, and whatever's of the light. That's it. Right. Um, And then ever since it's just, it hasn't happened. Yeah. So they listen to you, but so that's something you can control. Yeah. That's good to know. Cause I felt like I had a message this weekend that wasn't (laughs) another one that wasn't the best. And I was like, huh, I wonder why I got that. But now I know to like only ask for good messages. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, even tuning in, like one of the challenges I think too is um, tuning in, like you may go somewhere and get all these messages for people, but there may be some people who don't want to know it. And so tuning in with your intuition, like, am I meant to tell this person or just, you know, it's okay to just kind of maybe energetically send it to them if you think it might not be received well. Hmm. That's cool. So you're learning. (laughs) Uh, I did did make this one guy's day. I, I felt really called to him and I was like hey I was like I'm pretty sure you're gonna walk in New York Fashion Week and he was like what and he was uh, uh he was young and I was like w- where do you live do you live in New York and he was like no I live in Idaho I'm, I'm graduating college in two months so um and he's like I do want to work in entertainment but he's like I, I can't decide where I want to move after college and I was like you definitely should move to New York City I was like I'm feeling really confident about this and he was like that's crazy that you just came up to me because I literally just have been thinking this this whole week, like, where am I going to move in the next two months? So. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. So I want to, I want to ask something different. Um, I love how you're, you know, you're, you're really going into your spiritual side and your intuitive side. And then you also are cool with talking about the Vanderpump stuff. And then you also are known for having these really funny TikTok and Instagram videos. 
that get a lot of attention. And I, me and Eden both are very big on having that balance. Like when someone's too out there and spiritual all the time, or, you know, never watching TV and they're just, you know, always spiritual, you're not really grounded. Like you have to kind of have a have some humor and, you know, not always take yourself so seriously. So can you talk about those videos? Yeah. Um, I started doing them over the pandemic. I, uh, would take like song lyrics and like make like funny sketches out of them. Um, I kind of stopped in the last 10 months cause I was working for a celebrity doing her social media and giving her all my ideas. So I finally quit that job. And actually, it was like a nice sign from the universe. I quit the job. And two days later, that whole mid-season trailer came out. And I was in every freaking tabloid, TMZ, Us Weekly, Entertainment Tonight. Um, so it, I quit because I want to get back to doing my own content and, uh, and making people laugh. And I think that making people laugh is a form of energy healing. Yeah. So I... And I think also, like, I also am a singer. Um, I grew up doing, like, musicals and stuff like that. And I, I'm recently getting into songwriting. And um, the universe has brought a lot of people into my life recently that are all in the music industry. Um, and I feel that I'm sometimes able to, like, when I'm writing, like, it's, like, channeling lyrics that aren't mine. Well, they are mine, but you know what I mean? Like, it feels like something higher sometimes is helping me. And I think yeah. that a lot of, I think that's with a lot of artists. That's what I believe. So yeah. maybe like I'm going to blend it all together. We'll see. I don't know. Good yeah. Oh, you're right. The balance is important. That's very cool. Yeah. And you, you know, you can, there's differences of, you could be getting messages from, you know, past loved ones or guides or God or the universe, but you also might just be getting the energy in the world of, of just thoughts and what's out there that's meant for you sometimes will just come to you through your higher self, mm -hmm. you know, already was there for you, but you have to be open and pull it in. So. Totally. Yeah. You're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are like so much further along than when we first met and this was like so new to you when we first met, actually it was when <sighs> Jamie, was having and Jamie is Jamie. What's her last name? I can't remember now. Uh, J Jamie Lynn. Yeah, Jamie Lynn. She usually doesn't like her last name out there. I know. Okay, that's why I don't well, remember. Just call her Jamie Lynn. <laughs> Jamie Lynn. Anyways, so she was like you, and she has her own abilities, but not really like open to them much. But I was trying to help her a little bit, and so we had she she asked Brett to come and help me. Um, like he was, he was being the, the client for me or for her. So she did like a mock reading for him. Um, but at that time, I think it was like, so new for you. Oh no, it wasn't. You have had it before you had readings before that, right? I, I, I had, a, I had a, readings weren't new to me, but I, it was like maybe two weeks before I went through my spiritual awakening, which I went through my spiritual awakening when I was in Mexico and I believe it was a guy who actually ignited it. I think he was like some kind of, we felt like we knew each other in a past life and it was intense, but it awakened something in me that weekend. Okay. Well, you have been a good, uh, you were a good guinea pig at the time. And now like, look at how much you've like just totally flourished and come into your own. I think you're like way further along than you really give yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to compliment you. Yeah, I, 
Yeah. A lot of what you've said this episode and last episode have been very insightful and I think it will help a lot of people. So anyways, well, we got to wrap up. Eden, did you have any last questions? Oh, I have a ton, but I'm not allowed to ask. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in to Vanderpump Rules and the reunion. But Brett, thank you for being on the show, part one and part two. And tell everyone where they can find you and see your videos and stuff. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram or TikTok at BrettKen13, B-R-E-T-T-K-E-N-1-3. Awesome. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. Find out more at TalkPurposeAndTruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs>